Hello everybody, it's Terry and Renee, oh. and uh, we're in a meeting, a conference in uh, New Jersey right now, having come from uh, Portland, Oregon, and from Iowa, and <laughs> California with Nancy and Frames camp meeting, that's and that's what we're making the video for. The meeting there in Nancy's uh, went a long time. Yeah, I've been known to preach a long time. <laughs> and uh, it was so good, I think they told me it's had 12,000 views already, so they wanted to put it on our YouTube that's program. Right. That's right. So instead of the normal uh, us sitting at a table and teaching, I think we're on spiritual it's authority. A different. I think we're on spiritual authority number 18. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they wanted to break that up maybe in four sessions, four uh, shows or programs. So uh, I want to just do an introduction for it and tell you it's on uh, it's on a number of topics. I'm talking about what, how to make right. heaven move right. and uh, just some different things that I did for ministers. There's like a hundred ministers there. So anyway, you'll enjoy it this week right. and, and uh, next. It. And I don't know if Matt's going to do it three or four weeks or what he's going to do, but uh, you'll enjoy it. We just want to drop in here real quickly before I go preach and uh, tell you that it's going to be really good. We invite you to watch our YouTube program. Terry Mize Ministry is coming out every Thursday. So we love you. God bless you. And you are more than conquerors. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Praise the Lord. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Say this with me before you're seated. I know God is good. Say it like you mean it. I know God is good. And I know his word is truth. Amen. You believe that? Well, if you believe that, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. You know, so many people say, I know God's word is true. And, and, and that's not what Jesus said. He said, Father, John 17, Father, thy word is is truth. Wow. Thy word is truth. When I found that scripture as a teenager, it changed my life forever because I thought if I can find it in this book, I can make it happen. <laughs> if I can find it in here, I can take it to the bank. If, if, if this is the absolute truth. You know, we're living in an America today where we don't believe much in absolute truth, but this missionary still believes in absolute truth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that was a surprise, Nancy. That's an old, uh, uh, my goodness, I need to redo that. Uh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in a long time. That was my 40th year in ministry. I'm now on year 54. So uh, that, that was a while back. And uh, anyway, that, yeah, that was a surprise. But uh, it, I just, I'm excited about the things of God. Appreciate that. And, uh, and uh, it's just, uh, it's such an honor to do what we do. I know there's a lot of ministries here, and some of you are my friends for a long time, and, and uh, I just, I just, we've just always had a heart for ministers, um, a heart for all ministries, but and a special heart for those uh, that are beginning, but a major, major, major love for those continuing, because not all that begin continue. And uh, so thank God for those that finish the race. Amen. 
So I appreciate you. You know, I do a lot of leadership conferences. God told me, like, as I said, when I was 18, he wanted me to minister to ministers around the world. And I, I, I knew that word was not for that day. I knew that I didn't, at 18, I had nothing to say to ministers around the world. And I knew that ministers around the world didn't want to hear what I didn't have to say. So I, I knew that I was, I knew that was my assignment for down the road, but that I would grow into it. But, but, uh, uh, not for that day. You know, sometimes God gives us a word and we make a sentence out of it, or he gives us a sentence and we make a paragraph out of it. But um, I, I knew this word, this word is going to be my, my end result, but uh, it's not for today. So we did a lot of other things, uh, you know, to, before we were able to do ministers conferences, which is such an honor. And I'm delighted to have ministers in here today is and, and uh, you know, leaders, um, leaders live in glass houses. Amen. Uh, leaders are crucified by the unqualified. They, they, and yet just because you know that the guy driving the nail through your hands isn't qualified to do so, it doesn't make it hurt any less. Amen. It's, it's an honor to be a minister. It's an honor to be a, a leader. It's always an honor to minister to leaders and uh, uh, it's been an exciting ride for the last 54 years it's been it's been a it's been a delight and uh, my wife Jackie that I talked about a lot on that uh, she uh, she quit me she left and uh, uh, she went to heaven Ed quit and went to heaven Renee's husband Renee's husband Dean quit and went to heaven you know and uh, brother Copeland always tells me that Jackie left me for a better man I don't, I don't, I don't know what Ed and Dean's problems were, but, but Jackie, Jackie let me, but, uh, anyway, we're still here and, uh, we're, we're getting, getting the job done. Renee and I, as, uh, as Nancy said, we, we had known each other 40 years whenever, uh, our spouses passed away. Her husband, Dean Garner, great guy, was my best friend for 40 years, my hunting and fishing buddy for 40 years. And so Jackie and I and Renee and Dean uh, were best friends for 40 years and, and went, took vacations together and ministry trips together. And they pastored a wonderful church in Corpus Christi, Texas. And they supported me and J Jackie and I in the ministry and missions. And so I'd blow through there several times a year and minister or whatever. And just tremendous, just great, great friends for, for all those years. And all of a sudden, just two of them left, <laughs> you know, so uh, they just left us lemons. So we said, we'll just get married and make lemonade. And, uh, so I, 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 uh, I highly recommend you marry somebody you've known for 40 years. There's that way, that way there's no surprises, you know, there's no, there's... we, uh, we only, we only went on one date and, and I said, Hey, let's go to dinner. And we'd had thousands of dinners together, just never alone. You know, I mean, in 40 years, we had lots of meals together. And, uh, but, uh, so we went to dinner and, and I, I looked at her across the table and I said, you know, dating is, uh, uh, dating is to get to know somebody. And I said, I've known you for 40 years. I, I, I said, what am I supposed to say? Do you have any children? I, I help raise your children. You help raise my children. <laughs> 
caught your boys hunting fish, you know, along with Dean and, and then her daughter, Abigail, who's now 35 years old, Jackie and I were there the day she was born and were her godparents. And so, so I went from being Abby's godfather to being her stepdad. So pretty soon I'll be my own grandpa, I guess. But uh, anyway... Thank you for watching today. Renee and I always enjoy ministering to you. And one thing about the word, it works. You know, the COVID thing is about wrapped up, thank God. And uh, different restrictions are lifting around the world. And so uh, we're beginning to move out around the world again, which is what we've done for 54 years. And so uh, we want to invite you to partner with us, to hook up with us, to go around the world with us. You know, in our as far as teaching and training, we train missionaries. Uh, we train pastors. Uh, I've had pastors conferences in country after country after country, which is something God spoke to me to do when I was just a teenager to train ministers. And so we've done that. But we also have open air crusades and different kind of crusades in different nations uh, with healings and miracles and salvations. So we want to invite you to be partners with us as we have partnered with other ministries all, really all of our lives. And we pray for our partners daily. We'll pray for you daily. So make it a consideration. Make it a prayer. See what the Holy Ghost says to you. And uh, we'd be glad to have you partner with us and go around the world with us. God bless you. I said, uh, I said, you know, I, I don't need to find out what kind of food you like. I know what kind of food you like. I don't need to know what kind of movies you like. I know what kind of movies you like. I know everything there is to know about you. Let's get married. And, and she said, okay, let's do it. So we've been married almost eight years. So uh, I tell everybody we've been married for 90, what, 95 years? Because... Uh, uh, Jackie and I were married 44, and she and Dean were married 44. That's 88. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've been married all, all, almost eight, so you know that's 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 pushing 100 years of marriage. You know? <laughs> so uh, I guess we like it. We like marriage because we're going to do it again. And uh, I always tell everybody I was in the army and I've been married twice, so I know how to follow orders. So. Uh, <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's a, it's a real, uh, I'm, I, Nancy, I, I'm beyond honored that you uh, ask us to minister. And I appreciate that. I've just, uh, I've enjoyed the meeting. Of course, Bill Winston and I go way back, good friends. And he just rung the bell every service, didn't he? I mean, it was just top shelf every time. And I didn't get to hear, didn't get here in time to hear Nancy minister. But I'm assuming you're ministering tonight, right? Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, Nancy's, Nancy's one of the, well, I hate to say this, but there, there doesn't seem to be many word of faith preachers around anymore. And uh, Nancy's one of the few, you know, and I'm one of the few that we, we just, you know, we, you know, there's an old Texas saying that says dance with the one that brung you. And uh, we, uh, word of faith got us where we got to, and we, we're going to go all the way with it. And I have, I have pastor friends that I see every now and then around the country. And, and some of them will come up to me and they'll say, Brother Terry, you know, I'm just, you know, you know, I'm not word of faith anymore. And I always say, well, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I say, can you give me a definition of that? What, what, what does that even mean? Does that mean you don't believe the Bible anymore? <laughs> you don't believe you're healed by the stripes of Jesus? You don't believe, you, you don't believe you're, you're prosperous? I mean, what is it? How, how, what, what, define that for me. You know, because I've always just said, hey, you, you know, if you believe the Bible, you're word of faith. That's right. <laughs> That's 
Amen. You know, the Lord gave me, gave to me as a 16-year-old kid, 1966. I know that dates me. I'm 72 now if you're trying to do the math. But uh, uh, God, I was the youth leader of our home church. The pastor came to me and I was 16 and said, Terry, I want you to start a youth group. This church never had a youth group. I want you to start a youth group. And, and I said, okay, well, you're the pastor, whatever you say. And uh, I said, I don't know how to do a youth group, but, you know, I've never been to one. But, you know, I, I, I know who knows. So I'll ask the Lord. And so uh, uh, I, I just, not only did the pastor give me the youth group, but gave me an impossible assignment because pastor said, now your, your, your range of, of, of your, your youth group is going to be from 13, now I'm 16, 13, to what we call young marrieds. Now, young marrieds were younger then than they are today, but, uh, you know, but still, I mean, 24, 25, 26 year old that are married and got kids. I'm 16, know nothing about any of that. 13 year olds. So I've got a, I've got a range of, so I did a lot of praying. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and, and God blessed it. I mean, my youth group outgrew the pastor Sunday morning service and we, man, we had miracles and healings and of course salvations. And, you know, and I was kind of the pastor. You know, I'd go drag these kids out of bars. They'd call me drunk, you know, at midnight. And I'd go drag them out of bars. And I'd never been in, been in a bar in my life. But I went to a few after that, just dragging kids out. But, uh, but anyway, I was in serious prayer one, one afternoon and, uh, and just beseeching the Lord. And I said, Father, I, I don't just need a sermon for these kids. I don't need three points in a poem. I, 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 need, I need a lifestyle they can live by. I said, they're, I said, they're facing stuff that I don't even know anything about. I said, of course, back in the 60s, this is 1966. And of course, California is a little more advanced than we were in Texas. So drugs hadn't quite got to Texas yet, but we, we were having the fringes of it, you know. West Coast and East Coast were already experiencing it, but it was, it was getting to the Midwest. And so uh, I said, they're, they're experiencing stuff I don't know anything about. And I said, and these married folks are experiencing stuff I sure don't know anything about. And, and, and then these 13-year-olds, you know, I've been there, done that, and don't, you know. And so I, I, need, a, I need a lifestyle. I need a lifestyle. And uh, that they can take to the bank, they can live by. And the Lord spoke to me. I, I always thought it was audible, but nobody else in the room to prove it. You know, I, I, but he said to me, he said, write this down. So I grabbed a pencil and an old bank pad, you know, from the bank and just, and he said, you can talk like God. And I just wrote that down. You can talk like God. And I thought, that's, a, that's, that's strange. I never heard anything like that before. Again, this is 1966. I mean, there weren't, there were no word of faith churches. There were no word of faith Bible schools. There were no word of faith books. There were no word of faith tapes. You know, I mean, 1966, I think Brother Coleman just got what, just got saved like the next year or something. And, uh, and you know, all my other word of faith friends weren't say now weren't more, a lot of them weren't even saved then brother Hagen had just left the assemblies of God that same year and gone into his own ministry. And, and so, uh, this is early, early, early days. And so I wrote down, you can talk like God. And then he literally explained to me over the next half hour or so and gave me what we now call today the, the word of faith mission. I mean, he yeah. gave me all the foundations for it, all the foundational scriptures. Uh, and, and, and so from that, and I got up then and preached that on my youth service Friday night. And the place was packed. I mean, it was packed out. And I got up, you know, 16 years old, I got up and I preached, you can talk like God. And I gave them all the scriptures God gave me. Because God started with me in Genesis and said, let me show you how I talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
in verse 3 and verse 6 and verse 9 and verse 14 and verse 20 says, and God said, and it was so. And I mean, he just took me right on up through Joshua. Joshua spoke to the son, you know, said, son, hold your place over Gibeon, thou moon over the battle of Agilon, and, and the sun stopped, and, and time stopped. And, and, you know, I just went right on, right on, right on, right on through the Old Testament and right on into the New Testament. And, uh, the, you know, uh, what, what saith it, the word of faith that we preach, and, and you got faith in your heart and faith in your mouth. And Jesus said, Jesus killed the fig tree with his mouth, and, yep. and, and he spoke to the wind and the waves, and spoke to devils, and spoke to dead people. And, and I just took that all the way through. Everything God given me during that. I've still got those original notes from 1966. And, uh, and, and when I finished, I, my, my closing statement was something like this. I said, so because of this, from this day forward, we're just not going to say anything until we know what the Word of God says about it. We're not going to say anything about our health, about our finances, about our marriage, about our husband, about our wife, about our kids. We're just not going to say anything till we know what God said, then we're going to say what God said. Because you can talk like God. And when I finished, Nancy, in unison, they said, blasphemy, <laughs> crucify him. Man, I was in trouble. And they took me to the back room to the pastor's office that night. I mean, the pastor and the deacons, the elders, and my mama. And I mean, they took me to the back room and they said, you did bad. That's, how dare you? Who do you think you are? What do you mean you can talk like God? I mean, they, they, they read the right act to me. And being 16 and being, you know, respectful and understanding yes, sir. the church and authority and I thought gray hair should speak and wisdom of years should utter knowledge. And, you know, and, and so I just thought, man, they've been doing this forever. And I just started, uh, they must be right. I, I must have missed it. And so I, I repented to the pastor to, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I never, I'm so sorry. I said, you want me to resign? No, I don't want you to resign. I just want you to never do anything like that again. And so I waited. They all left. And I went and locked the church doors. And then I went down to the altar. Remember when we used to have altars in churches? I went down, I went down to the altar. I laid on my face and cried and, 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 and repented all night long. and said, Father, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. I didn't mean to blaspheme against you. I did, I'm so sorry. I never meant. I thought you told me something. And, uh, and I repented. And a year and a half later, I was in the jungles of Panama. And I'm eating monkey and other stuff. <laughs> like I said, we lived wildcat style. No catch, no eat. If I didn't catch anything, shoot anything, catch anything, we didn't eat anything. One day I was so hungry, I was out to, Marcus, I was out hunting, trying to find something to eat. And uh, I couldn't find any monkeys. I went to all the usual hangouts, you know, and I listened for the, you know, nothing. And I looked for pigs and I looked for, you know, I, I looked for all kinds of stuff. I just couldn't find anything. And all of a sudden I heard it tapping. And I thought, that's a woodpecker. Now, woodpeckers aren't but that big. Right. But I thought, I was hungry. And I thought, that's a woodpecker. So I traced that down, traced that down, traced that down. Finally found that fella. And he's up there just pecking on a tree, you know. And so uh, I shot him. And uh, a minute or two later, his, his friend started pecking. So I shot him. <laughs> and uh, Frank, I went back to the village and cleaned those rascals. And now they're too little to eat, you know. I mean, a, a, you know, a leg, a leg wouldn't be that big, you know. So you can't, you can't, you can't have a, you can't have a woodpecker leg. But I, but I needed some protein, and so I, just, I just cleaned them, gutted them, defeathered them, cleaned them, threw them in a pot of water, and just boiled them, and they made woodpecker soup, just so I'd have 
some protein. And anyway, while I was there, I got desperately sick, terribly sick. Now, the missionaries told me I'd get sick. My pastors told me I'd get sick. The church told me I'd get sick. And sure enough, I got sick and, uh, and, and about died. Uh, I, I got yellow fever. Uh, my, my eyes were jaundiced. My skin was yellow. And, and of course, a lot of people died in Panama due to, due to malaria and due to yellow fever and due to all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, it, but besides that, I got these sores all over my body. I had horrible, every time I'd get cut, and I got cut a lot in the jungle. We was building a house for the missionary. We'd, I'd go out in the jungle and chop trees down, carry them back on my shoulder and, you know, and trim, the, trim the leaves off. And, and we built him a, a house, a hut. And uh, so I'd get cut and get stuck and get, you know, and they just never would heal. Not one sore ever healed. They just stayed sore. And because I'm in the tropics, you know, then you got insects of, that we know not of in America. And so uh, they came and just set up housekeeping in those sores and, you know, had their babies. And, and, uh, and so I was infected. I mean, I was in bad shape. And on top of all of that, uh, I had dysentery for three months. So... I'm in pretty bad shape. And I went down there weighing 186 pounds, I think it was. I came home weighing 132. And my jaws are sunk in. You know, those pictures you saw on that day, I was, I was. And uh, my jaws are sunk in. My eyes are sunk back in my head. And, and then I had these sores all over my body. I couldn't figure out what that was about. And, uh, and, and if you push my body in, in my, my skin, anywhere if you push it in, it'd just stay in. It wouldn't spring back out. And the medical people today tell me that's from dehydration, from the dysentery. But I didn't know what it was from. I just knew I was in trouble. And one, and one day the missionary came up to me that I was with. I was laying in a hammock my, 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 in, in his house, in, in, in the hut, and in my hammock. And uh, I was just so sick I couldn't hardly move. And he said, uh, and I'd always been strong as a knox, you know. I mean, if I grabbed something and moved it, it moved. And I was just, you know, I was just a, you know, good old country Texas boy. And I, I was used to, and I mean, I was weak as water. And, uh, and so he looked at me with a furrowed brow, worried look. And he said, Harry, he said, son, I, I don't know what to do for you. He said, uh, you need to go to the doctor. But he said, we can't get you to the doctor. He said, as you know, we'd have to put you in a canoe for seven hours just to get you up the river to the first village where we can get you across another river to, the, to another village where there's the first road where we can put you in an old beat-up panel truck and get you 50 miles into the first town where there's a first doctor. And he said, we, you, can't, you can't make the trip. You're too weak. You can't make the trip. And he said, I just don't know what to do for you. And uh, I, said, uh, I said, well, you know, we got to do something. And he said, well, son, he said, you've got... Uh, You've got yellow fever. He said, I've seen that down here a lot. Your eyes are jaundiced, your skin's jaundiced. And he said, uh, besides that, he said, you've got, you're not eating. You've got dysentery, and so you're not eating. Every time you, you, you try to eat something, you, you throw it up. And, and even water. And he said, so the last few days, you haven't even had water. And he said, he said you don't get some water, you're going to die. And so I'm laying there in this hammock, Nancy, 5,000 miles from home. You know, 18 years old, love God with all my heart. And I'm dying for Jesus. And uh, um, the doctors in the army told me later that I had tuberculosis as well. I got in all kind of trouble one day in the army. They, 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 I was out, you know, training, basic training. And they, they blew a whistle and my eyes. And I came over there and, and they said, uh, get to the infirmary. The doctors want you in the infirmary. And I, well, I don't know why I'm not sick, but I said, yes, sir. So I took off, went to the infirmity and, uh, infirmary. And, uh, of course, the officers, the doctors are officers. So I went in there. Yes, sir. I'm reporting. And... Uh, and he said, Myers, why didn't you tell us you had tuberculosis? I said, well, because I don't. I never have. 
Yes, you, yes, you have. I said, no, sir, I'm, I'm sorry, but I've never, I've never had tuberculosis. I've never had. He said, he said, you most certainly have. I said, I've got the x-rays. I see the scars on your lungs. So I just walked out of there thinking, he said, you could have stayed out of the army. You wouldn't have had to come to the army if you'd have told us that. And I said, but I haven't had it. And uh, I, went, I just went out of there thinking maybe their machine was broken or he was mistake, mistaken. It took me several years. I thought, well, God, did, maybe I did. Maybe I had it and didn't know it and you healed me. I mean, who, who knows? Uh, but anyway, he said, so you've got to have some, you know, water and you, you're not taking water. He said, you're, you're, you're going to die if you don't. And he, and, and he said, and you've got all those sores that run in pus and blood all over your body. And he said, I don't know what that's from, but that's not good. And so I, I looked at him laying there in a hammock. I looked at him and I said, so, so I've got yellow fever. That's, that's the only thing I keyed on. And, and he said, well, yeah, you got yellow fever, but that's not the, that's not the most of your problems. Your problem, you know, you're going to have to drink some water and eat. And, and, and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but yellow fever, I was looking for a name. Yeah. I was looking for something, you know, I said, yellow fever. You, I've got yellow fever. He said, well, yeah, yeah, you've got that among other things. I said, never mind the other thing. And I just said about halfway up in my hammock is all I could, all I could do strength wise. And I said, yellow fever is just a disease. I said, and I can fix a disease. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, Jesus said, lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus and you shall recover. And I said, here's the hands. I held my hands up like this. And I said, and here's the sick. Yeah. <laughs> Put them on me. And I said, so in Jesus name, I shall recover. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, from that point, I began to recover. I didn't have an instant miracle, but I began to get better. And that day I took a little water and the next morning I took a little water and a little rice. And the next day I took a little more rice. And I, I began to get, and so by the time it came for me to go back to the States, my visa had run out. I had to go back and renew my papers. I'm going to come right back uh, and be home two weeks and come back. And uh, so I, I went home and I don't know if America would let you off the airplane now looking like I look then. I was a nasty looking critter. Uh, you know, I was just skinning, but had on the same clothes that I had when I went down there because, you know, no, no, no place in the jungle to buy clothes. So, and I'm just pulling, you know, pulling my belt as tight as I can. I actually had it tied with a rope. Uh, just, you know, just, and, uh, and jaws sunk in, eyes sunk. I mean, my, Jackie was my fiance then. She picked me up at the airport and she was horrified. You know, she said, I sent a man down there and brought a boy back. You know, I said, she's, this is bad. And she didn't know if she wanted to marry me or not. And I didn't blame her. And, uh, and so it was Wednesday, so you go to church Wednesday. So I went, we went to church that night. And the pastor said, oh, Brother Terry's back from Panama and back from the jungle. And he about died for Jesus. Isn't that great? And they all clapped, you know. And, and, uh, um, and I'm sitting right over here on this, this, this side over here. And, and, uh, and, and I remember during the service, I just crossed my legs. I just put one leg over the other. And when I did, just the pressure of my trousers on my leg caused one of those sores to burst and and, and, and ooze through my pants, through my trousers, you know, just blood and embarrassing. I got up and went to the bathroom, you know, and cleaned it up. And, and uh, uh, that night, Jackie and I went out to get a Coke or hamburger or something. I said to her, I said, I said, darling, I said, um, you remember a year and a half ago, two years ago, when God gave me a, I thought God gave me a message and the church didn't like it. I got in trouble. So yeah, I, I remember because our pastors were her aunt and uncle. She remembered. And, uh, and I said, I, I'm not so sure they were right. I said, I'm not so sure God didn't show me something. Because I said, you know, I could have done a lot better job for God in the jungle if I hadn't been so sick. 
Renee and I just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation. So uh, let's just do that right now. Pray this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you today to accept Jesus. I believe in my heart Jesus is the Son of God. I call on you today according to your word. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me a new creature. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, and I'll serve you the rest of my days in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're saved, you're born again. So write us, let us know, tell somebody that you prayed with Terry and Renee and that you gave your heart to Jesus. We love you. God bless you.